just like to race the best guys, right? I don't really whoever's whoever's up and coming, whoever's number one at the time. I always, you know, of course, I, I always pick my events even like that. You know, even as a kid, I always went after the top guys. I've never shied away from that. Welcome back to the Social Kick Podcast. I'm Brian Lundquist. We got a real full crew: Dr. John Mullen, Luke Paddington, and joining us from uh, across the pond in Italy, getting ready for ISL. We've got Charlie Clo, captain of the Energy Standard team, and rejoining us. Thanks for coming back, uh, head coach of Energy Standard, James Gibson. Good to see you guys. Hey guys, thanks for having us. Awesome. Hey guys, yeah, thank you. Great to be on the podcast. Well, hey, I got to tell you. As a fan of the sport of swimming, this is one of the greatest times ever because we've had two years of exciting swimming in a professional swimming league, and we've just come off of an Olympic Games and almost straight into uh, ISL. I know there's a small break, but it's got a feel for uh, both of you that were so involved in it coming straight into the ISL. Man, um, it's, it's, it's a whirlwind, and you're straight through. Uh, you know, how, how have you managed through the chaos of just getting ready for the season and reshifting your brain to, you know, leadership of this team and into the short course format? And, you know, here you are ready to go uh, for, for the next step. How about James? Start off. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, again, thanks a lot for having us back on. It's nice to come on and uh, chat swimming. And it's great that you guys can support support the sport. And we're happy to be back here and especially talking about our project that we're doing, the ISL and Energy Standard. And uh, uh, but to the original question, yeah, it has been a, a whirlwind. You know, it's been, um, it's almost feeling like we're getting back to reality. You know, the traveling the world, competing. I know uh, Chad has not just had uh, the Tokyo, he's had um, Mare Nostrum Tour, Seta Colli, um, racing in Budapest into Tokyo, three weeks kind of off, not really off. Uh, and he's been all over the world, you know, he's been, to about 12 different countries in the last sort of three months. So, you know, the, the good thing is uh, for everyone out there, I know there's a lot of people that still can't travel in the US and Britain and Europe and, and Australia especially, but, you know, the world is getting back to normal. That's a positive. And the fact that we're having these events and such on such a large, massive scale here in Naples, uh, you know, just in this hotel, we've got 160 people um, in an all in quite a controlled environment. is just a testament to the, the ISL leadership and, actually pushing this over the line and it's exciting to get back to a bit of team sport you know we're actually now able to sit in dining halls together and have food together which is sounds like a strange luxury but uh, you know last night was the first time in two years or so since i've had a team all eat together so um it's a small little victories we're getting there um it's been a busy schedule tokyo has obviously uh, taken a little bit of emotional energy out of some people uh, obviously, there's some people that didn't go to Tokyo. For, you know, the ISL can still support athletes. It's not the Olympics. It's not the be-all and end-all for anymore. So, you know, we've got a lot of people here that didn't go to Tokyo. They're actually in fantastic shape. So, you know, it's a, it's very healthy for the swimming world. Totally. I, I, I couldn't agree. I remember as soon as the U.S. trials were over and people didn't make a U.S. team, the very next day the draft happened and people got drafted. So you didn't make a team, you had a devastating race, and all of a sudden ISL came in and drafted you. Now, now for you know the match one is fantastic. So it, it's it's really healthy for our sport and it continues to grow our sport. And we're so happy to see season three. Chad, what are you most looking forward to to season three now? You've been there from the start, champions in season one. What are you looking forward to besides getting back a championship? I think, yeah, obviously, look, we're going to try to win it back from Cali. I think uh, season two was a huge success, obviously, during the pandemic, you know, being in Budapest, fantastic location. 
like James said, everything was very controlled. Um, yeah. Everything was really well organized. And uh, it was just great to race, you know, with the team again. I think for a guy like me, it's quite um, special because, you know, with respect, we don't usually race on like relay teams and compete yeah. at a very high level, you know. And I mean, we have obviously course in the past, you know, we've won some some big races. But uh, generally, you know, I've never really been a part of a, of a winning type of team, so to speak. So it's been amazing to jump into ISL. Of course, season one was a huge success for me personally and for the team. Um, you know, hugely honored to be the captain uh, again. Thanks, James. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just been a fun ride so far. And obviously, season three, another amazing location. I mean, outside it's it's 30 degrees. It's it's beautiful outside, and yeah, we're just very excited to get going again. Um, you know, like you said, it's a bit of a you know. You know, I don't want to say strange one, but straight off Olympics coming in here, you know, had a bit of a break, of course. Uh, so I think each meet we're going to kind of build through it and hopefully just uh, get faster each round and, you know, see what happens. Yeah, I think you guys uh, have touched on some big points like we have been saying for a while. The ISL is providing so much here for athletes like Chad, having that more of a team environment, able to do relays. Luke and James were talking about the Olympic swimmers or people that missed the Olympics being able to be drafted move on, make some money, and continue to excel in swimming. So, James, I'm intrigued about the strategy as a coach where you have people coming in from such different places, people coming off the uh, probably a little Olympic lull, uh, maybe taking some time off, a little time off after the Olympics, and other athletes that didn't make the teams and, like you said, are in great shape. Yeah, this, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, coming in, you've got athletes that have taken some time off, after the Olympics, you've got the ones that are in, in full training and rested and shaved and ready to go. But you know what? The swimmers are professionals. It doesn't matter if they've had time off. They're here to actually do a job. You know, this is this is still a professional league. It's it's, a, it's an evolution of where we're at. There's, there's, I have high expectations. So, you know, when you draft an athlete or you uh, sign an athlete for the year, you they, they understand also that they've got to come and compete and they've got to be at, a, at an acceptable level. And that's their responsibility. So... As a GM, head coach, or whatever, you know, you 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 expect them to come and deliver. And if they don't, you know, you have those conversations afterwards. And maybe they should have done things slightly differently. But there is that expectation there. The show will be good. Um, the also, it is very exciting for the guys that didn't get to go to Tokyo. Um, it just gives that little bit of extra motivation, keep you going. And, you know, you know, in our sport, especially in the USA, you know, you, you lose a lot of swimmers, fantastic swimmers, you know, that just don't make the Olympic teams. They could be ranked third in the world and not go to an Olympics, which is sad, you know, on many levels. But at least, you know, here we're giving all these guys a great platform and they can still come and show that, you know, you can get an athlete that's good enough to be on a, on a world or Olympic podium but they don't go, but they're here and they can come and show who they are and, and, you know, they can have, still have success, still earn a living, still be successful. So, you know, yeah, I've got my mixed bag. Um, I'm trying to work out what sort of, uh, you know, shape everyone is in, uh, but we'll, you know, the racing will tell us tomorrow, you know, we'll, then we'll know exactly where we stand. Uh, the other teams are a lot stronger because of the draft. It's, we acknowledge the fact that it's not going to be quite as easy for energy standards as what it's been, in, in easier in, well, in other years, but we're excited for that challenge. You know, you know, the environment has changed, the league has changed, but we still want the same results. Chad, Chad touched. Oh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. No, no, you got it. I, I say, Chad, you've touched on this, and James, I'm going to ask you why is Chad your captain again? 
We know how fast he is. We know his accolades. Why is he your captain? Why is Terry your captain? And how are they going to help you with this mixed bag? Well, well, Chad would be my captain without his medals. You know, uh, his medals help him. You know, Chad's my captain because he's a, the nucleus of the, of the group. He's the one that's always chatting. He's the one that's always talking. He's always the one that's asking how, uh, how everyone is. He's, he actually looks after people. Chad, you don't realise you do, but you do. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and he's just, you know, Chad and Sarah's got this the, the same characteristics. They they lead by example. They also they first off they lead by being great human beings, and then secondly they lead by their performance in the pool. And that's what you look from any captain. You know, uh, a great athletic performance doesn't necessarily mean a great leader among amongst the peers. And uh, this is why these two are, are definitely yeah, you know top of every team sheet. Chad, is one of your jobs as captain to try to influence your team to go out fast like you do? How come you can't get more people to, <laughs> to get after it? Oh, man, it's going to be it's tough, tough to do that. Um, yeah, I know. It's just, you know, like, like James, thanks, James, for that. I think it's, uh, you know, just, just on that note, you know, it's, it's like I, I really do take it, uh, you know, seriously. And I think it's a huge, it's a huge honor among so many great people, um, you know, in the last two seasons, and obviously this year. You know, to uh, to be with Sarah up there and uh, you know to lead the team out is, is a huge honor for me and my family. So yeah, thank you for that. Hey Chad, so there's a few exciting rule changes for this year. That's one of the fun things about the IFL is it just continues to adapt and change. So we got some skins changes. You can't warm down in between, uh, or you got to get out of the pool pretty quickly. We've got some point changes to the four and a free, two hundred IM, and how those how those accumulate points during the race. What what rule change have you thought about uh, as a participant in the league that maybe we haven't seen yet? What would what would you change? How could you improve the the excitement for the fans and the swimmers? I think definitely for the I mean, we lost James there. Yeah, yeah, I think I think for the two fly, I think we should you know whoever goes out the hardest gets the most points. No, I think you know what it's each year it's, it's been changing you know really really nicely. Um, you know, jackpot system. Uh, the jackpot system last year was pretty fun. Um, obviously, Kelly took advantage of that, and they did exceptionally well. But I think, yeah, the season's going to be fun too. I think we, you know, with also the relays. I think the relays are really cool dynamic for us because um, sometimes people are coming in, and and you know, in the past, you know, you would prioritize individual races, you know, especially if you have doubles and stuff like that. But sometimes, especially because the relays are double points, you know, it's uh, we prioritize the relays, and we, we always set out. Um, two fairly strong there's no really we, we, you know james always says there's no a and there's no b team it's just one team and we kind of balance it out especially for those mixed relays um to try to get the best results so you know i think those are very key and 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 you know tactical you know challenges should we say from the coaching staff which you know has to be made each week and each each match and uh yeah it's fun for me i like it yeah, I was gonna guess that Sarah and Dad were the captains just from their they're rested for the two hundred breast competitions and hopefully some breaststroke skins coming up. But um, I guess they have some other leadership qualities. Um, Jed, you mentioned you know the relay and being able to pick skins and how important that is. Um, Brian, you said the rules are always evolving. So now how the team's gonna pick the skins event is changing as well. James, how does that factor into your guys' strategy for this upcoming season? Well, yeah, that's that's, that's huge. That's been a, a huge change because it, it means that, you know, every team can influence the skins and uh, how they're picked. And you, you, you're just going to look at, uh, you know, if we, you don't, 
win the last medley relay, obviously you don't get the final pick on the skins, but you do the final two. But you, you know, you, it's just a, a case of you picking between two strokes. But you know, if if we you can you can easily influence uh, like you know, well for me I'd be taking out Lily King in the women, the women's skins and uh, you know uh, or looking to eliminate Caleb Dressel from the skins yeah. uh, if we're racing Cali. But every team has got a little bit of input there now, so you're changing the dynamic of what you're doing. And um, you just when you selected so when we selected the team in the draft we we tried to cover off all 450 strokes just because of that. So what we wanted to do is. When the other teams get to knock off a stroke, we wanted to make sure that it's a difficult decision. Like, you know, am I going to try and get rid of Chad Leclo here? Or am I going to try and get rid of Evgeny Rilov or Ilya Shimanovich? And, uh, you know, we've we've got, or Flora Manadu, you know, we've got all four pretty covered in the men's side and the women's side. So they, the, the, the new rules actually affect your strategy in recruitment. And uh, that's kind of, you know, that's how we picked the team way back to a few months ago. The amount of unknowns in the ISL brings is incredible. We didn't know about Beryl before the ISL, really, and she took off. Who is that athlete in your team, Chad, that is gonna, you've seen the last couple of days? It's like, you guys don't know this person, but you watch out. This person's going to take off. Is there a couple? Think of? There's, like, there's a couple. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, spoiler free, I think guys like, you know, Craig Ozerk and, and Mary, you know, the guys that are like the real backbones of the team that, that put in the work that a lot of people don't, they don't give praise to. Um, for me, those are the standout performers, you know, those guys are swinging the 400 free, the 400 IMs, you know, sometimes putting the hand up for the turn it back stroke when maybe they're not going to even, you know, come in the top three or top four, but they're there for the team to just make sure that we're getting those 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 points. Um, those are the real heroes of the team. So sometimes, yeah, you see Sarah and, and a couple of other guys winning and, and, you know, bringing it home for the team. But those those guys that put their hand up for those tough ones are are very important to us. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens this season. Um uh, you know, it all depends on, you know, I think the shape that everyone's in, especially these first couple of matches. But I think, especially November, uh, you know, coming into Eindhoven, we'll, we'll see everyone start putting their hand up and, and, and you know, hopefully putting some profess, uh, impressive performances in. Sorry. That's all right. Hey, I'm curious, what do you guys thought about the results of the draft? So you mentioned, you know, that there were so obviously some teams that the whole purpose of the draft was, you know, to create some parity amongst the league and improve some of the teams that have been, you know, sort of performing at the bottom. You're facing two of them tomorrow in DC Trident and um, the Aqua Centurions. Uh, what are your thoughts on like how, who, which team do you really um, improve the most during the draft, uh, James? For me, it's yeah, clearly Aqua. You know, Aqua uh, have uh, massively improved, and that's that was the purpose of the draft. You know, make the the racing more exciting. Like one of the and this was the good thing about the leadership team in the ISL. They acknowledged the fact that season two wasn't quite as exciting. Um, a season one, uh, the, the matches were too predictable, um, and they they didn't want it to be like that. They wanted to make it more of a show, so that's why the draft came into place, which is it's a brave decision, and uh, I applaud that. Actually, it makes it more challenging for us. Um, Aqua are definitely most improved. Their men's team is is phenomenal, and uh, you know we've got a very strong men's team. Cali's got a strong men's team, but they're they're on par now. Um, so it, I think especially coming into Naples, it, you know, we, we could have a, a crowd against us tomorrow, yeah. um, which we did experience two years ago. Like, but there was an awesome crowd. We experienced a crowd against us in London. That was quite, quite fun, actually, being the, the bad guys. I'm not sure how, how Chad feels about that, but we were. Um, but I think, you know, what I would like to actually see for the show, I'd like to see a strong aqua tomorrow. I'd love to see 
a packed grandstand uh, for the first time in two years, really get behind the home local team. I'd like to see an intimidating atmosphere for the other clubs. And I think that that's what the show needs. That's like you don't go to a soccer match and it's nice and friendly. You know, you get a little bit of you get a bit of anxiety. You get a little bit anxious by the away crowds. And I'm looking forward to racing Aqua tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing them be strong and you know posing a challenge because it's gonna you know from the coaching perspective and the management perspective, it's gonna ask some serious questions about everyone. I just got a visual of Gibbo getting rowdy in the stands watching football. Now, we, we spoke about this last time. The two things, we're missing character development, get the audience getting to know the characters and know the people. We're missing the rivalry. You need to have a friendly rivalry. And we're missing the, the acknowledgement of when they achieve great things. Oh, Chad LaGrosse has a world record and now the 400 I am. You know, like, so that's what we're missing. And I'm really glad to see that. Um, Chad, you and Tom Shields were very friendly, yet you were big time rivals going back and forth. And that was a really nice balance, I thought, of the two of you competing you know, nails to the wall, going at it, but afterwards, high five, we're good friends. And that's that's important. Who who are you looking forward to racing that you haven't raced much um, now? Even, you know, any uh, new athletes or something you really enjoy racing, you got to take that guy down no matter what. And afterwards, you guys go and have a beer, you know? I mean, you know, it's, uh, I mean, Caleb, of course, right? Of course. <laughs> I always go after the best guys, you know? So I think, uh, look, Tom and I have, you know, gone back and forth for the last, you know, seven or eight years. He's a phenomenal yeah athlete of course but also a great friend of mine and and so is Caleb I mean he's a he's a phenomenal athlete and, and a fantastic guy um I mean I I just like to race the best guys right I don't really whoever's whoever's up and coming whoever's number one at the time I always you know of course I, I always pick my events even like that you know even as a kid I always went after the top guys I've never shied away from that so yeah I've always asked James to pick the skin so I can come up against these boys and see what happens but uh yeah we'll see what happens I think this this match you know obviously we're gonna get our feet first so yeah. You know, let's this is you know, we'll see in a couple of weeks how everything pans out. But uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the short course season. You know, I've generally done pretty good, I think, in the last couple of years, short course. So, you know, hopefully get back on top there and then, you know, just remind everybody again, you know, not to write me off. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, rivalries, um, city support, all these things we, we think are are huge for the ISL to keep building the brand. And I think uh, of one team, I mean, the Centurions, I think they have a ton of Italians on that team. I would expect a, a very, very exciting atmosphere. Um, and you guys will probably go in being the foes. But your guys' team is a mixed bag of people from all over the world. So, Chad, who would you describe as your fan base and who is getting behind Energy Standard? It's a good question. Um, you know, I think generally we don't have, a, I guess, James could answer better, but like, uh, you know, obviously Aqua have their, this is their home home stadium, you know, London have, you know, the London Olympic Stadium. I think in, you know, seasons to come, we'll kind of get our home base and once, you know, the borders open up properly. But I think our fan base is more international, really. I mean, when we arrived in Vegas for the first uh, final, um, you know, we had a lot of people kind of flying out for that. A lot of, a lot of Brits came in. Couple Americans surprisingly, which I was very surprised about. But um, even the Italians, I mean, you know, I don't know. I think I don't know for me. I can speak personally, but like I've been coming to Italy for like twelve years now, and I think I've got a pretty good fan base here. So I think individually, you know, if we go to France, I mean, managers there. You know, if we go to Sweden, Sarah's. You know, I think it just depends on uh, because we have such a mixed bag. You know, it's it's not quite like our home either. 
with a home for everybody, you know? <laughs> Chad, it's, it's a quick comment. Nobody's going to write Chad Leclerc off. You know, it was dangerous, so I know. You, you, I mean, you, you're, you're next to me no matter when, no matter what. You go out there, and I'm scared of you, no matter who I am. So, yeah, don't, yeah. nobody's writing you off. You're 29 years old. You're on your peak, dude. Yeah. No, I'm excited. No, I'm excited. You know, I think this is, like I say, this is a good start for everyone to come back in. You know, some guys that didn't do too well at the Olympics or the great, you know, two years can kind of get back on top here. So, you know, that's the plan. Well, guys, I think the new 400 free format is made for you, in all honesty. <laughs> you can win at the 100. I a lot of points being racked up. Dude, yeah. you, know, you know what's crazy, guys? So, like, you know, people, I think these days are knowing me for going out hard, but, like, I think I forget what happened in London, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, you, you came back on it. And even before that, you know, so I, you know, I had to change it up a bit. I think I, I became too predictable. We came back hard, going slow in the third fifty. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna mix it back up again, you know. So people like it, like it. More, you know? it you know what I mean? <laughs> it may not be pretty, but you'll finish it. <laughs> you'll finish it absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it's so good. All right, guys. Hey, we'll look forward to watching the show. Uh, have fun. Go fast. We'll see you. Thanks for coming. Awesome. Thanks Thank you, guys. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're enjoying Social Kick, tell your friends about it. And be sure to tell us what you liked by leaving a comment. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at the Social Kick Podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Social Kick. And you can find all of our content on our website at thesocialkick.com.